When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 7, Episode 14, Chapter Titled. I'm gonna be like you, Dad. I, I don't like the way you said that and it sounded directed towards me. It was very <laughs> weird and it has thrown me off of my podcasting situation. Um, I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. And I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> and... Um, welcome to what might be the longest running Boy Meets World podcast ever because of how long it takes us to record it. Oh yeah, for sure. It's funny because when we started, there were a couple people doing Boy Meets World podcasts at the time. Mm -hmm. And from what I understand, they're not anymore or they stopped or they took a break. I don't know. All I know is when we did Boy Meets World Fever a couple weeks back, a couple months back. It was a while ago. A long time ago, they told us that we were currently going to, we were on pace to be the first Boy Meets World podcast to finish all of the episodes. And now I'm pretty sure all of the other podcasts that have started after us are going to finish before us. Well, I think definitely shit 90 shows taught me because they do two episodes a week. Two episodes a week should still take a few years. Um, we are going to finish in 2025. <laughs> <laughs> Look, things get stressful and we have to prioritize our health and our mental well-being. And that's just how it is. Is it? Yeah, but we're still almost finished. Yeah, it's crazy how close we are. And then you'll never hear from us again. You won't even know the sound of my voice. You'll forget all about us. Yep. Or, I don't know, whatever. Or we'll do a Bluey podcast. That's what Tanya said today. She said she wants to do a Bluey podcast. Um, do you have a question for me today? Um, Have you ever dealt with hypochondria? As in, in now, Have you ever had hypochondria? No, but I have dealt with hypochondria. Really? What's that like? It's, um... Worth it because I love you. What do you mean me? So it's not really called hypochondria anymore. It's called health anxiety or medical anxiety. And uh, and you have that. I do? Yes. Huh. Weird. Um, I, I think I've been pretty good about it uh, these days. Being medicated helps. Yeah, that's true. Like... It changed drastically once you got on anxiety meds. Well, and I think there were a couple of years before it got real bad that I was fine. And then all of a sudden it, it hit me and it wasn't fine anymore. Yeah, I think... It, it waxes and wanes. I think the thing that not many people talk about is the fact that, like, different types of anxiety manifest more when you're under a lot of stress, things are going, you know, well, and then they start to fall apart or like medical anxiety is the same as any other type of anxiety in that the panic and those, those really anxious feelings 
are born from being stressed out or um or having an actual health issue and then that spirals yeah yeah so it it's just one of those things where when life is going pretty smoothly your health anxiety doesn't pop up as much and then it does when you know things get a little bit stressful or whatever um but you being on anti-anxiety medication has helped tremendously yes i recommend anti anti-anxiety medicine for everyone whether you have anxiety or not <laughs> don't say that <laughs> um no it's been super helpful like i i um I don't know. I, I I take a couple different things. Uh, some some for anti anxiety and some for uh, ADHD. And the thing I take for ADHD slash, I mean it's it, it's used to treat uh, ADD and depression. Um, is Wellbutrin, and and it was crazy because a couple weeks ago there was the thing going around because Elon Musk said that. Wellbutrin kills more people than whatever, and I'm like, FYI, like Wellbutrin has been uh, a life changer for me. Yeah. So, and it's the, it's one of the the ADD medicines that have the fewest side effects. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, I I have health anxiety. My name is Alden, and I have health anxiety. Yep. I yeah. Sometimes it's really bad. Yeah. It's terrible, so, and and then you get through it. I definitely felt for Corey a little bit here. But yeah, I, this, sort of. This episode, we'll I definitely felt like this was another one. I mean, back in earlier episodes, there were a lot of episodes where I was like, oh my gosh, Corey is such an Alden. And mm -hmm. then Corey got so neurotic. And but he wasn't me anymore. Right. Because I'm super sane. Um. Until I think there's been a couple episodes recently where I'm like, oh, that's very Alden. Huh. But, yeah. Remind me of Mitch Hedberg joke where he was like, you know, these crazy straws, this straw is straight. This straw is sane. <laughs> I miss Mitch Hedberg. Anyway, uh, those are our experiences with health anxiety. What are our experiences with television lately? Because normally, I mean, our friend Miranda thinks that we're we are the the television whisperers, and I feel like we are only like we like. There's a whole big world of people out there, a, mm -hmm. a whole big ocean of people that are like obsessed with TV and watch everything, mm -hmm. and we just like kind of like put our feet in the ocean and we're like, all right, cool. I think I go into. You have TV anxiety. No, I <laughs> I think I weighed out a lot farther farther in <laughs> farther. <laughs> you weigh farther. I weighed out a lot farther than you into the ocean of television. Oh, a, a billion times. Like farther. you dip a toe. A in. billion times farther. <laughs> you dip a toe in, and I swim out to a sandbar in the middle of the ocean. Yes, and then fart. <laughs> <laughs> You're just gonna keep going the whole nah, episode, aren't that you? That was the last one. It felt less funny after that, so I'm done. That's good. Go on. About TV? Yeah. Have I watched anything other uh, than 
our flag means death again. Yeah, I mean, our, our lives, We, I mean, we missed last week. Our lives are nuts right now. Yeah. So um, there hasn't been a lot of room for, for experiencing something new because we don't have the mental capacity to do that right now. Yeah. Um, no, I, I don't think so. I mean, I haven't. Oh, so I've been watching Wu-Tang, the American Saga. Oh, and I watched some of that with you. Fucking, it is so good. It is amazing. Um, it is obviously based on Wu-Tang Clan, uh, and, and them getting together and all that, but it's not a documentary in any way, shape or form. It's, it's really, and it's not even, um, it's loosely based. Yes. Yes. It's loosely based on their history. Um, there, I mean, there are obvious similarities to, I mean, their personalities are their personalities and a lot of the things that brought them together or tore them apart are real things that brought them together or tore them apart. Um, but like there are relationships that go on that don't really go on in real life. And, and there are mishaps that they get into that never actually happened. But overall, it's, it's, it's those guys, right? And, um, I love rap and I love that era of rap and I love that style of rap that's, um, storytelling and, and wordplay. And this was a real beginning for that. Um, not the beginning, but it was a huge step in that direction of, of what I enjoy when I listen to rap. Um, but until recently, it's been a huge hole in my knowledge. Like I, I've never really obsessively listened to them the way that I've listened to a lot of artists. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching this show with with only like light knowledge of them and it's it's just such a good good show and now I am obsessively listening to them. Well and like the show is so well acted. Yeah. I I was drawn in by that. The guy who plays Bobby is one, he has the sweetest face I've ever seen in my life. He just has this like sweet angelic face, but he's such an incredible actor. Mm-hmm. And the guy who plays ODB, like one hundred percent, like it's like he's alive again. Yeah, it's so bizarre to even realize, like, oh, like he. He died. Like, this is not him. Yeah, we were watching, and Tanya was like, wait, he died, right? Yeah, it it's wild how much the actors are able to emulate these people who were so distinct in who they are. Well, yeah, and, and I think that's what's, what's crazy to me, too, is um, Bobby slash Riza is, is the only guy who doesn't come across as completely 100% Riza. Um, but all of the other guys look and and act just like their counterparts, mm-hmm. but they're also phenomenal actors. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what's weird to me. It's not the fact either either of those things can be done. You can watch a TV show where everybody looks exactly like the person and you're like, wow, they look just like them. And then they start talking and you're like, but they're not a great actor. Right. But this is it both. They're amazing actors and being the, these characters so well. Yeah, and I think I, we we touched on this when we were talking about it last week when we were watching it. 
is that like the guy who plays um Method Man mm-hmm. is he doesn't necessarily look like him. I disagree. It's in his facial expressions and in his body motions and all of that. And it reminds me of the amount of people who, you know, I'll be out with Aubrey and and people will be like, oh my gosh, she looks just like you. She doesn't look just like me. And like, she's my kid, not yours. Right. Well, she's my kid. Oh, right. You know what I, I meant. I know, but like- it's genetically impossible for her to actually look like me. Right. But she 100% emulates my facial expressions, my body language, and my, like, inflections in the way that I talk. And your can-do attitude. And my can-do attitude. Um, so I think that's what, to me, makes them look like those people, is that... They just, they just get everything so right. That's definitely true. I mean, they definitely pull off mannerisms so well, and I, voice. Like, yeah. Um, eyes closed. The guy who plays Method Man sounds yes. like Method Man. Yes, one hundred percent. He was doing a rap in one of the, like, he was writing a rap in one of the songs, and I was just like, holy shit, that sounds exactly like the song without the beat. Yeah, and the show is incredibly engaging, yeah. like, incredibly. I I only watched, I think, like, five episodes, mm-hmm. and I really liked it, and I will probably start it from the beginning and watch it myself, because yeah. I really, really liked it. Is it, you know, one of my top shows of the year? Probably not, but it is really good. Yeah. No, it's, it's really good, um, but that's what I've been watching, and I haven't finished it yet. I've taken a, a, a bit of a break from it just because... Life has been crazy. Mm-hmm. And that show is stressful. It's it's amazing, but it, there are stressful parts. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think we both, you know, over the past week and a half, two weeks, we've needed a little bit more quiet. Yeah. Um, Like, you finished an entire book. Yeah. In five days? Yeah. That's, guys, it's so unlike him. It, I mean, these days it is, yeah. And he finished it in like five days, not because it was like the best book ever, but because we both need the quiet. So we haven't been like turning the TV on. We've been reading instead. Yeah. Sitting outside and reading has been fantastic. Mm -hmm. But tonight I'm probably going to sit outside and play a video game. Yeah. If we ever finish this episode. We haven't even started it, Tanya. Oh my gosh. You know what else we we did though? What did we do? We watched Boy Meets World Season 7, Episode 14, Chapter Titled. I want to be like you, Dad. Nope. What is it? I'm going to be like I'm you. I'm going to be like you, Dad. Um, Go ahead and blur me up. You have, like... you. She went to go grab her phone to, to look at the episode title, and then she was like, uh-uh, I'm going to try it without that. And now it's blurb time, and she's like... Whoops, I didn't <laughs> open my phone like I pretended to. Okay, the blurb for this week is... <laughs> Stop laughing at me. Okay. Corey is convinced he is deathly ill. Oh. Just um, like his dad? What? So... When I first saw the title and then I saw the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. blurb, I was like, wait, does Alan think he's deathly ill or is Alan deathly ill? Um, 
Yeah, no, it, it, I was about to say, this is definitely the B plot. Mm-hmm. The A plot is Eric this episode. But right. We'll get to that. Um, this episode was directed by Kevin Tracy, and it was written by Gary H. Miller. But, Tanya, do we start in the classroom or not? We do not start in the classroom. Where do we start? The Chucky's patio. The Chucky's patio. We start uh, with a close-up of Corey's hands picking up onion rings. I thought it was onion rings, yes. It's not onion rings? Well, so he starts to eat them, and he's like, Sean, you got to try these. And then it cuts over to Sean and Angela making out. And Sean's like, I'm a little. And then Corey shoves one in his mouth. And then Sean goes, oh, cheesy. Yeah, because I think Corey was dipping them in something. Because he said he discovered a new combination. Ah, uh, okay. So I think he was, like, dipping them in nacho cheese, which I'm pretty sure every stoner ever has done that before. Like, he did not discover that at all. Get him. I did. (laughs) Um, So they're making out. And and Sean and Angela go back to making out. And um, Corey goes, what is she, a water pick? (laughs) And then he turns to Topanga and goes, why don't you ever lick food out of my teeth? And Topanga's like, we're married. I don't have to do that anymore. Such a bad joke, I think. I don't think so. Like, you make jokes. I know. It's not a bad joke. I know. I just hate that trope on TV where it's like, we're married now. We don't have to be in love. I don't, I don't think that I would put licking food out of each other's teeth yeah, as a true. loving gesture. That's true. Um, but Topanga's doing a, a quiz in what magazine? I don't remember what magazine. But okay. it, I guess it had Courtney Cox and David Arquette on the cover. Yeah. Um, she is asking Corey questions. And she's like, you know, have you ever done this? Have you ever done this? Do you have any trouble in bed? And he goes, you tell me. And she goes... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Corey like leans over. He's like, I had a tummy ache last night. I think he says stummy yeah, ache. Yeah, I think he did say stummy ache. Um, and so she starts reading the result and she's like, okay, here we go. Wow, Sean and Angela, you're going to live into your 80s. And me, I'm going to live to be 100. This quiz is so great. And then Corey's like, oh, me, me. He's like, what about my longevity? And she's like, oh, good job, honey. And he's like, I'm going to live to be 102. And she's like, no, you're lucky that you're still alive yeah, she's today. Like, good job, because you already proved these people wrong. <laughs> and Corey starts freaking out. And he's like, I, I can't feel my legs all of a sudden. And um, Topanga looks up and she goes, my life just got really bad, didn't it? Uh, And then they all decide to go to the movies. Yeah, because Corey's freaking out. So they all leave him. And Corey's like screaming at them. Nice wife. Now we cut to the kitchen. The Matthews kitchen. The Matthews kitchen. Amy, Amy. Alan, and George Feeney. No, not at all. It's Amy. And then Alan walks in the back door yes, and he's like, you're right. Guess what? The Blair Witch Project is out of theater. So I finally sold a tent again. People aren't afraid of the woods anymore. Way to 
date the episode, Alan. It was perfect. Do you remember Blair Witch? Yeah. Did it make you scared of camping? No. Did it make you scared of camping? No. You know what made me scared of camping? Sleeping on a non-bed? Yeah. If the, if we could if we could bring a full bed frame and and mattress to a to a camp to a tent to a camp I would love camping. <laughs> that is the one thing. Like I cannot function sleeping on an air mattress on the ground in a tent. I mean in a in a sleeping bag. I wish you guys had seen his like hand gestures just now. I I wish it so bad. Um Yeah, I I can't. Anyway. It's it, just like Blair Witch was such a moment. It was it such was a moment. I remember crazy. like everybody wondering whether or not it was real or not was so fantastic. Yeah. And like all of because it was like it was kind of it wasn't like the beginning of the internet, right? But it was the beginning of everybody having the internet. Mm-hmm. So there were like message boards and stuff where people yeah. are like comparing scenes and like, I heard that this scene is actually like real. Like this is actual footage that they found. Mm-hmm. So it was crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Did you work at the movie theater at that point? I don't remember. Um, yes, I must have. Because this episode came out in January of 2000 and I super worked at the movie theater in January of 2000. So did you, like, did you get to hear people talk about Blair Witch, like, as they were coming out of the theater? I don't really remember this one. Um, maybe just because I was so consumed with it. Mm-hmm. Because I was. I, I really enjoyed that kind of, like, what happened? Where where are these actors? Are they, like, why, are, why aren't they doing press? Right. Um, because, you know, I knew this is an acted movie. Like, this isn't real footage. Right. But a little part of me was like... But what's going on? Right. So I think I was so consumed with that, I didn't really pay attention. But um, now that now that we talk about it, I do remember what because I I worked in the movie theater. You had to go into the movies and check on everything mm-hmm. and make sure everything was going okay. So I do remember seeing make sure certain. No one was sneaking contraband candy in. Yeah. Did you um, ever confiscate candy and then keep it for yourself? No, fuck that. We wouldn't take candy. I, I, I was sixteen working at the movie theater though, and we had to kick out kids who weren't seventeen going into R-rated movies, mm-hmm. and people would get so mad because they were like, "Cause I, I'm thirty eight. I look like I'm thirty now, right? Mm-hmm. When I was sixteen, I looked twelve, mm-hmm. and I was kicking people out who were definitely probably either of age or close to it." And just didn't have their ID. Mm-hmm. Because, hey, do you have your ID? No. Cool. You can't go into this movie. It was my job. I didn't have a choice. Did you feel powerful? No, I felt really weird. Because um, I didn't want to be kicking these people out. Right. And it inevitably would turn into... I mean, every Friday night would turn into me getting screamed at and sworn at by somebody who wanted to literally kill me because I wouldn't let them into this movie. So it it did kind of shape me learning not to react to that. Like, I don't react to that kind of thing. That makes so much sense now. Uh, and I think I didn't really... like. Obviously, that's a trait that I had, that, and that's the reason that I was able to do this and the reason they wanted me kicking people out. Because I was calm about it, but it definitely 
made me better at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but so no, I didn't enjoy it. But I I did want to be good at my job. I've always wanted to be good at anything that I do. So I fucking kicked out so many people. So they're in the kitchen, and Blair Witch was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Come on. Um, Why are you stopping? So Alan talks about how like finally someone bought a tent and and the business is turning around. Um, which we haven't even heard about that store in like two seasons. Yeah, it must have been so slow that they didn't talk about it. Yeah, but they, they're surviving. They're doing okay. They didn't lose the house. They didn't lose the store. Their the kids are both in college. Like Eric, Eric kicks open the door at that point and the crowd screams woo like he walked in in his underwear. It was weird. Maybe it's because his hair was spiky this time. Okay. I don't uh, know. Um, And Eric walks right in and he's like, hey. You know what I figured out? I want to join the family business. And Alan immediately starts freaking out. He's like, no, no, this is not happening. And he goes, you can't. I sold it. (laughs) Just today. And Amy's just like, Alan, this is your son. Um... So they, they're arguing back and forth about whether or not Eric can work at the store that they fired him from after taking his college money. Which never came up. To buy the store. Yeah. They acted like he had never worked there before. Yeah. Um, it's wild. But, it's, it's his store. <laughs> I know. But while they're arguing about this, Amy walks over to Alan and goes, Alan, we were just talking about Eric's F-U-T-U-R-E. And Eric goes, Mom, you don't need to worry about my furniture. Eric goes, I'm so excited because Alan finally is like, okay, fine. And Eric goes, I'm so excited. I have so many great ideas. Like, listen, I want to I wanna hang little pine trees off of real pine trees, so the whole forest will have a new pine smell. New I mean, car smell. New car smell. And then he's like, huh, didn't think of that, did you? I got a lot of those. Let me go upstairs and think about them. And Alan is just like, oh, my God. Yeah, Alan turns to Amy after Eric goes upstairs to, I guess, Josh's room, because yeah, Eric doesn't live there. Um, At this point, though, I wouldn't be surprised if Eric just walked upstairs to Josh's room and got in the crib. (laughs) Because that's how he's been this season. Yeah. Um, Alan picks up a frying pan and hands it to Amy and is like, I want you to hit me as hard as you can over the head. And she's like, okay. And you just see her lift the pan. And then we whip cut to the doctor's office. Yeah. Corey's at the doctor's. And he's very trepidatious, and the doctor comes in, and he just kind of is like, all right, so what brings you in today? And um, Corey couldn't pee in the cup. Corey, yeah. He's like, I couldn't I couldn't pee today. And the doctor just like, the, jo- the doctor is like rapid fire with all of his answers. He's just like, oh, no pee today, and like writes it down. Well, and that's the thing. So this scene is so funny, mm-hmm. and it's because... We know this. We know this from seven years of this TV show. Mm -hmm. Ben Savage is at his best when it's just boom, 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 boom. Like the scene is just moving and fast and funny. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know. Why didn't they ever learn from that? I think some of the writers did. Well, sure. Yes, obviously. But anyway, so yeah, the doctor is just like, what's wrong with you? Um, So 
Corey starts listing things that are wrong with him, but he also points out that he took a quiz and that he was supposed to die last Tuesday. And the doctor, in the meantime, is, like, checking his blood pressure, and he, like, makes a noise, and Corey's like, what was that noise for? And he's like, well, sometimes people come in, and their stress level over just coming to the doctors makes their um, blood pressure rise. And Corey's like, oh, thank goodness, is that what it's doing? And the doctor's like, I don't know. It could be, or it couldn't be. Yeah, and... Corey is like, well, but but what's wrong with me? And the doctor goes, do you want something to be wrong with you? And Corey goes, why would I want something to be wrong with me? That's crazy. And the doctor goes, do you have a history of family illness? Mental, Mental illness. Mental illness in your family? And Corey goes, I have an uncle that thinks he's Sammy Sosa. And the doctor goes, is he institutionalized? And Corey goes, yes, but they let him out for spring training. <laughs> <laughs> Which again, like... That line is super funny, but the way that it was just boom, boom, boom made uh-huh. it so much funnier. And so the doctor asks if he ever has trouble performing in bed, and Corey's <laughs> like, did my wife call you? And the doctor's like, she didn't have to. Are you gay? And Corey is like, no, are you gay? And the doctor's just like, yes. Which is exactly how the scene with Eric and the football player should have gone last week. Yes. Like... It was, this was what we had talked about where it was like, what maybe what they were trying to do was bring in some normalcy to the discussion in 1999 when it wasn't talked about. Right. This was that. Yeah. And it was great. Yeah. There was a laugh track after that, but it was appropriate for there to be a laugh track after that. It was so funny. Yeah. Anyway, so we go uh, we go from there to... Well, I would like to point out that at one point, Corey lifts his arm and he's like, my armpit hurts so bad right there. And my first thought was, he has swollen glands. Oh my goodness. Because when I get sick, my glands swell really badly. And there have been times where I can't even put my arms all the way down because they were like swollen in my armpits. And then I realized, no, he's just... he's. He's just not thinking clearly about this. Yeah. So we cut from there. The doctor doesn't tell him anything here. Mm-hmm. We cut back to the married dorm apartment place. Is no, that what you called it? we cut to the Matthews kitchen. Oh, yeah. You're right. Damn it. Did you even take notes? I took so many. You did. How is this happening? I took notes on the side of my paper because I ran out of room. You couldn't just turn the page? I did. I did after I realized <laughs> that it wasn't almost over. At that, when I did that, I thought maybe the episode was almost over, and then oh. I had to turn the page anyway. Goodness. So we're back in the Matthews kitchen, and this is where we've got Amy, Allen, and Feeney at the table. Yeah. Um, and they're having, like, coffee and pie. And and Allen is just raving about Eric's performance at the store. Yeah, he's like, the customers absolutely love him. The store is doing great. And, and Amy's like, so he's doing well? And... And Alan's just like, yeah, he's doing fantastic. Like, this is so great. Who knew? And Amy and Feeney are both like, we knew. Like, why is this surprising to you? And, and Alan says, come on, we spent, Amy and I have spent many sleepless sleepless nights up worried about Eric. And Amy goes, well, yeah, or worried about him, but I always knew he would be fine. Didn't you? And Alan goes, no, I didn't. And Mr. Feeney goes, why didn't you think he would be okay, Alan? And and Alan immediately is just like, George, you were his teacher. Like, didn't it bother you? And, and Mr. Feeney's just like, I 
teach kids and try to give them the best tools that I can, and then they go off into the real world. And that's what happened. And he says, I was never worried about Eric. He gave his best, and that's all that anyone can do. Right. Um, And then Eric walks in the door. Right. And Eric is so excited about how his day went and how much he loved working there with his dad. And he's like, I finally found my niece. <laughs> and Mr. Feeney goes, uh, it's niche. And Eric well, goes. Well, he says niche. Oh, yeah, 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 whatever. Um, sorry. And Eric goes, niche? And then he does like, he mimes drinking at Alan. Um, but Eric says niche. Okay. After that. I, I don't know. I just. I, I didn't write know. that sideways on my paper, so I don't remember. <laughs> um. But that's when Alan is like, look, guys, like, look, look what I did, Eric, look. And he pulls out a sign that he had made in 24 hours. Well, it's a mock-up of a sign. Because it would be, it would end up being the actual sign. Right. But it's just like a small version. And it says, like, Matthews and son. Mm -hmm. And Amy is just like, what, why did, what did you do? And I was very confused at her reaction to this eventually it made sense but in this moment i'm like why isn't she happy that alan is embracing this i think it made sense i i I didn't it didn't strike me as odd just because she was like super upset with alan or concerned not even upset she was concerned Mm -hmm. as she was realizing how alan felt about eric right now right at this age (laughs) right um, but Eric is super excited and he's like, Fina, I finally have a future. I have my future figured out. Like I have a job when I'm done at college in May. Yeah. And he walks away and Alan is like, look, look at that. He has a future. And now we don't have to worry about him going out into the real world and being disappointed. And Amy is like, I think the real problem here is that you don't have any faith in your son dun 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 yeah so now we go to the store where we see eric at the register he's being like his perfect personable self helping a girl out killing it um he's just he's so good in a customer service setting and we saw that with um the student union when he was working like the store at the student unit union Feeney said, like, this is where he shines. This is what he's good at. Um, And he's doing that at the store that he, I guess, is working at for the first time ever. (laughs) Yeah, and and the camera slides over and you see Rachel and Jack just watching Eric and... and In the corner. Talking, and then it slides over a little more, a little more, and you see Alan also standing with them. Yeah, and they are talking about how... They're so jealous of Eric because he has his whole future figured out because he's working with his dad. For his second day. (laughs) And um, they're like, we wish we could be more like Eric. And Alan's like, what are you talking about? And they're like, he has everything figured out. Like, we change our majors like every day. I don't know what I want to be. And he knows what he wants, and he's he's already doing it, working as a cashier in your store. And then Alan looks at them and goes, yeah, he has his future figured out, and turns to his right, and now Alan is standing there with Amy and Mr. Feeney, who are also just standing and watching Eric. Yeah, 
They are 10 feet away from where Eric is just doing customer service. They're all watching him and, and com- whispering about and him in a corner. Commenting like he's a NFL draft pick yeah. running routes. But again, they're just like upset with Alan. And Amy's like, is this really what you want your son to do with the rest of his life? They really should just take into consideration from the very beginning what he wants to do. And he said yes. he wanted to work for his dad. Right. And he said that's what he wanted to do. Yeah. And Amy says, like, I I was actually, initially I was really excited, two days ago, mm-hmm. I was really excited about this. Now I'm afraid that this might be the worst place for him. But then it cuts over to Rachel and Jack talking to Eric and just like, this is so great for you, Eric. Like, I'm so impressed. And they talk about how they don't know what they want to be. And Rachel's like, oh, no, Jack says, yeah, I'm not sure what I want to be. I think I might want to be a lawyer like Rachel. And Rachel goes, lawyer was eight careers ago. And she says, now I want to be a veterinarian. No, I want to go to med school. And they go, doctor, nice. And she goes, veterinarian. And she's like, I would love to just like take care of kids animals and a cute little shop and like have letters from their little child owners telling me how great it is that I saved their puppies and did Eric or Jack. Jack Jack was just like what about the ones you have to put to sleep and they like stop and she's like I want to be an art caterer oh yeah I want to be a caterer she's like I want to be a caterer um but then it cuts back to Amy and Alan and, and Mr. Feeney, and uh, Alan is still like, see, look how confused they are, and our son's not. We don't want him to be like them. Mm-hmm. And Amy is like, but you, he could go out in the world and be anything. And Alan says, Amy, not everyone can do anything. Like, Eric is dumb, he can't do this. Right. And he's like, I know what's best for my son, and walks away. Now we go. Oh, we forgot about the pediatrician. Oh, no, that's later. Never mind. Oh, now who took sideways notes? <laughs> um. So now we go back to the Mary Dorm apartment place. Is that what you called it last week? Yes. Mary Dorm good apartment job. place. Thank you. Obviously, that was a good name for it, because you remembered it. Yeah. Um. Angela and Sean are sitting on the couch and Topanga's kind of pacing around the apartment and Angela just keeps on like pushing the fact that Corey is not a sane person, which we know that like mentally, like he's definitely neurodivergent and has a lot of neurotic tendencies. Um, But if Angela and Sean called him crazy one more time, it was too much. They were just like, well, yeah, he's crazy. He's crazy. He's crazy. You know he's crazy, right? Yeah, it did come across as very, like, ugh, he's so crazy. Like, we we are so much better. Right. I, I do realize that they're back in late 90s, early 2000s. This episode is the first episode in 2000, I think. It, you were either sane or insane. Yeah. Um, they were just really, like, I had friends who were being diagnosed 
like bipolar and stuff like that. So the mental health discussion was really just beginning. Yeah. Um, so I do understand that at that time you were either sane or you were insane. And In there, the membrane. And there wasn't a lot of distinguishing the differences in in different um, ways that your brain works. Yeah. So I guess I kind of understood that, but they just kept saying it. Yeah. But so Topanga is like pacing and, and is actually kind of worried. Like she's going, what if something is actually wrong with him? And Angela goes, yeah, there is something wrong with him. And Sean points to his head and goes, up here. Mm-hmm. And but then Topanga says, "Do you? I know, I know what he's like. You don't have to tell me what he's like. Do you know what part of him he won't let me touch? Because, because he's afraid it'll give him cancer." And Sean goes, "Which place?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they. S- is it Topanga who says he's just doing this because he wants attention? Yes. Which is not what a well Angela says it. Yeah. But Topanga agrees. She's like, I know that's what he wants. And then they're like, well, then give him attention. And she's like, I don't want to give him attention for this. Yes. But that's not what a health anxious person is doing it for. No. I will say, I have known people who figure out that when they don't feel well, like just when they don't feel well, that they get the affection that they want. But that's not a them problem. That's a problem with their partner. If the only time they're giving affection is when their partner doesn't feel well. Yeah, there are some people who take that to extremes and are constantly doing it to get attention out of people. That's not what, that's not health anxiety though. Like. That's not actual fear and right. and going to doctors and and taking all these tests like that's real fear that he's having. Whether right. they're there or not, he's going to deal with this. Yeah. One of the things that they didn't touch on that I wish that they had a little bit is the fact that like he's experiencing symptoms because he's convinced like because his real disorder, his real anxiety disorder causes him to experience symptoms like real ones like real pains real stomach aches like all of those things are very real yeah any well let's get to my sideways notes here in a second um Corey actually walks in at this point and they all like turn to look well topanga turns to look concerned Mm -hmm. and she's like what do you have do you have something and Corey goes I do have something. It's right here. And he pulls out a note and hands it to Topanga and he's like, you need to read this first. You're the wife. And he starts to walk towards the window and Sean and Angela are both like, oh my gosh, what does it say? What does he have? And Topanga's like, he's a hypochondriac. And he like bangs on the window and is like, "Uh." and they gave me these. Pill, Sean says, yeah, Sean says, that's not a real thing. That that means you're making it up. And Corey is like, but he gave me these placebos. And Sean goes, yeah, that's what they give people like you who 
to believe that they're taking something that's going to help them. And Corey goes, why are you being so insensitive? I have to deal with this the rest of my life. I have to take these pills for the rest of my life. Yeah. And then Sean immediately turns to Topanga, or to Angela, and goes, Mm -hmm. movie? And they run out, and then Topanga, like, runs out behind them. Uh, Because Topanga looks to Corey and goes, like, are you coming? And Corey goes, I have a tummy ache. And then she's like, I'm out, and then runs out the door. Mm -hmm. And they're all out in the hallway, right? Yeah. And again, like, they reiterate, hey, Topanga, you married him. You knew what he was like. Just go give him the attention that he wants from you. And she's like, okay. And she goes back in. And she looks at him, like, on the couch, like, pouting. And she's like, do do you want a blanket? And he goes, yes, but not the wool, because the wool chafes my nippies. (laughs) You talked about me saying dad being uncomfortable you just said nippies in the grossest whiny voice i've ever heard and it was terrifying you didn't you didn't like it no and so she sits down next to him and gives him a blanket and she's like do you want to do anything and he's like i just want you to hold my hand until i fall asleep and she's like that's all you want and he's like talk softer and she's like is this all you is this all you want for the rest of your life or whatever? Is this what life is going to be like? Yeah. And he says, "Yeah, we I mean, except sometimes you'll be sick and I'll take care of you because we'll always take care of each other." And then he's like, "But I I'm going to close my eyes now cuz the placebos are kicking in." <laughs> now we go back to the store. Where Eric and Alan are closing up the shop for the night. Um, and Eric is just like, I'm so glad I get to do this. This is so great. And Alan gets very serious with him and is like, sit down. Like, is this really what you want to do? Remember when you wanted to be a weatherman? And Continuity. Eric, yeah. And Eric's like, yeah, but I couldn't do that. And Alan's like, Why? And he's like, because I would have had to be a meteorologist and I would have to tell people, I would have to tell people about floods that were going to, like, pull down their houses. And I hate that. And um, Alan was like, yeah, but you could be a weatherman if you wanted to be. And he says, would you rather be a weatherman or work here? And Eric goes, actually, I want to be a vet. Hearing Rachel talk about it made me really think that it was something that I wanted to do, but I can't be that either. And Alan is just like, you you can be anything you want to be. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Rachel and Jack come in mm-hmm. and they want him to go somewhere to with dinner. them to dinner. Yeah, they're going to dinner. Um, And they're talking about, like, oh, finally, like, Jack has decided he's going to be an architect. And um, Eric's just like, see, that's perfect. That's great. And Rachel's like, I've decided, what does she say? I'm going to be a corporate art buyer. And Eric is like, I don't even know what that means. And she goes, I don't either. I think I just made it up. (laughs) And um, then Amy walks in with baby Josh and um, they, they all, like, look at the baby, and they're just like, 
pediatrician, pediatrician, pediatrician. We're all going to be pediatricians. And Eric, throughout this, says that he can't go with them. He has to stay. Tomorrow's a big day on the slopes, and they need to restock skis. Like, there's some big sale or some Mm -hmm. huge thing coming up, and they they don't have any skis out. They need to fill the place with skis. And Alan, Alan finally goes... Eric, go with your friends. I will put the skis out. And Eric is like, are you sure? And Alan says, yes, I will put the skis out. It's very important because now Amy and Josh are there. The three uh, children that are about to graduate college leave, all saying they're going to become pediatricians because Josh is so cute. And... Amy and Alan talk for a minute about the fact that, you know, Alan understands now that Eric is capable of anything that he wants to do and that, you know, he's going to have to let him grow up and and go out into the real world and all of that. And he picks up Joshua and he's like, what about you? And he has like a little, you know, father-son moment with the baby. And then they walk out of the store, shut the door and turn the lights off. Yeah, and don't put any skis up. No skis were put out. Which is just funny to me because now I'm seeing like the next morning Eric walks in with his dad and he's like, all right, let's get ready to... You didn't put the fucking skis up? (laughs) That's the one thing you said you would do. You are terrible at this job. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, that's the scene. Now we go to the post credit scene. Yep. Uh, Topanga and Corey are both asleep on the couch there's a knock on the door. Topanga goes to open it. And who's at the door but Uncle Sammy Sosa? Uncle Mori. Mori. I spelled uncle with two L's on my paper right here. Anyway. But yeah, he thinks he's Sammy Sosa. He's wearing a Cubs jersey, but it's not. It doesn't have any actual Cubs stuff on it. And he does like the Sammy Sosa, like kissing his fingers, pointing to the sky and things. He's this is a- like. Adorable. He is. And this is the height of the Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire home run battle um, before everyone found out terrible things about them. And it was so exciting. Like, I remember how exciting this was. But um, he's talking about how he's got to ch- catch that jerk McGuire. <laughs> and uh, uh, he's in town to play the Phillies. He needs to hit a couple home runs so he can catch McGuire. And uh, Topanga goes... Uh, it's January, and his uncle goes, yeah, I'm crazy. Didn't Corey tell you? (laughs) (laughs) And then he pulls a baseball out of his pocket, and he's like, look, I got this signed by everyone on the team, and, uh, it's everyone from his institution. He starts naming some baseball players. Well, he also names, like, Patsy Klein. He starts naming baseball players, but not... Cubs players, so Mm -hmm. it was kind of like, "Uh these aren't actual Cubs. No one's going to get this joke. And then he's like, Patsy Cline, Catherine Zeta-Jones. And I think he names like Jughead or something. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it was just, it was so funny. And Corey is genuinely pleased with this baseball. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he's like, oh, look, here's a couple members of my team now. And two guys who work at the institution that he lives at, like... 
come in. He jumps into their arms and they carry him away. And like then Topanga. Wedding th- over the threshold carrying. And Topanga goes, wait, you forgot this one. And they come back to Corey and Corey jumps in the guy's arms and they walk him out. Yep. And that's the end. That is it. Tanya, how yes. did you feel about this episode? I loved this episode. I loved it a lot. Um, I think that there were some things that bothered me, but I don't think they bothered me as much as, um, things in past episodes have. Right. Um, I think the way that mental health was treated in this episode is not necessarily unharmful, but it's also done in an over-the-top way that was almost cartoonish. Um, it wasn't like a serious thing that was like, you know, girl interrupted or something like it was just like, a, I don't know. It, lots of people have to stay in, you know, mental hospitals and stuff like that for different durations of time. And it's not a joke. Um, but the way that they did Uncle Sammy Sosa was so over the top funny right that i i didn't necessarily feel like it was an incredibly harmful thing that they did right um and everything else i thought was handled phenomenally too we watched alan and alan make a couple mistakes in his thinking he went from one side then you know way too far to the other side and then he learned and he learned through sitting down and talking with people, which is a really important lesson. Yeah. Um, that was fantastic. Um, people understanding Corey's hypochondria was important and fantastic. Like Topanga accepting him for who he is and all of that was wonderful. I, th- I thought it was such a good episode and so funny. Topanga, again, so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that there's a lot to say because I said so much during the episode, but um, yeah, it was so good. How did you feel about this episode? I hated nothing. <laughs> I thought it was a really good episode. Um, it was super funny. It was very well written. Um, it like you said, Alan jumping back and forth between thought processes was so ac- uh, not accurate. I don't know what word I'm it looking for. It was realistic. It was yes, realistic. That's the word I was looking for. I'm so smart. And um, but also like a- Amy's reaction, like you said, where you didn't know why she jumped um, to the other side. Mm-hmm. I watched it happen, and that was obviously well written, but also incredibly well acted. Like. When I talk about characterization in shows and how something like Breaking Bad was so huge for me, not because of the show, but because of the way people grew and changed and mm-hmm. like it was realistic. Watching Amy here was just so realistic and and um watching them kind of pass each other and thinking yeah. but not change the way they are. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um it was really, really well done. Um, Corey wasn't, um, unrealistic in any way, shape right. or form. Like I 
was able to watch him and, and see the way he was acting. But Topanga also didn't handle it badly, too badly. Right. Right? Like, again, like, you've been in the situation where I have been just beside myself with how I'm feeling, and it gets, it's tough sometimes. Yeah, and eventually, I have to go to the movies. Right. Like, and that's that's just how it is. And, and that's actually important like there are times where i've had to go all right i i got i i'm doing this to her this is this sucks and and you you don't get there if someone's constantly babying you right um and uh the 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 cory doctor are you gay yeah i am and then it just moving on was so good for that this time. That whole interaction was the funniest thing ever. Well, and it was it was it was really important for that time. Mm-hmm. And I I'm sad that it probably got lost because of all of the bad stuff. Yeah. That has led to this moment. Um but like this that's the kind of conversation that I like to see in shows now in 2022. Mm-hmm. So to see that in in January of two thousand is is great. Yeah, as brief as it was, I think it was important. Yeah, and because we talk about how harmful things are to people that are watching these shows, um, like last week where the, the laugh track was played over him saying he was gay, right? Um, how harmful that was for anyone who was maybe closeted and watching that episode. Mm-hmm. Like I can't come out. Like look what happens. Right, I'm a joke. Whereas this episode could have been a thing where they saw it and they thought, okay, I can bring it up. It's not a big deal. Right. But if they watch two episodes in a row, they're like, I don't know what to think anymore. Yeah. Um, but overall, I think it was a really well written, well acted, um, realistic episode. Yeah. And I, funny. I do think it's important to point out that, you know, people who have medical anxiety are not doing it for attention. Yes. They are not doing it so that someone will take care of them. Um, It is really exacerbated by stress and um, anxiety over other things. Um, And and people with it, me, (laughs) um, not to talk just of people with it, like I know from experience for sure, you can know you have health anxiety. You can know you're a, quote, hypochondriac. But it doesn't change it in your brain. Like, I'm having this pain in my chest. I know this is all in my head. But. What if it isn't? What if this time it's not? Well, and I think it's also important to understand that people who have health anxiety are often treated differently going to the doctors it's oh it's one of the reasons why alden has had so many issues with getting an actual diagnosis on what is happening in his stomach and with so many other things i mean he's had doctors straight up tell him no this is in your head and i think one of the things that people don't seem to understand is that everything is connected to your brain which means that if if your brain is telling you that something is in pain, it's actually in pain. Like those pains exist. Yeah. And and placebos are a medication because if it turns that off in your brain, then it is actively treating something. Right. So just 
I guess, have grace for people who go through this because it isn't a joke. It isn't a laughing matter. It is really hard. And doctors don't take you seriously if you do have medical anxiety. And and it can be detrimental to your health, period, um, because you're not treated the same as someone who doesn't have it. Yeah. So um, I think it was nice to see a light at least shined on medical anxiety in mm-hmm. this episode this, yeah that's how i feel about this episode i always have to give you an uncap uh yeah I, I think that's about it i mean it was it was a really good episode um and i'm surprised to have a few episodes here that we've really enjoyed yeah i think it's been like the last well definitely the last two i think it's just the last two yeah but in a season where we haven't enjoyed much like yeah. this has been a breath of fresh air. Yeah. This episode especially because this this is written better than any episode has really been in the last few seasons. Yeah. It was written so well. And the characters were very much themselves and Eric while still having his like moments of like not being the sharpest tool in the shed was not bumbling dumbass right and they showed like he's really good at this he's really good at talking to people yeah and you had feeny literally looking at this guy's parents going what is your problem yeah i've never felt that way about eric yeah like give him the tools he'll do fine i taught him i knew he could do it yeah anyway i i I'd be interested to hear what everybody else thinks. Yeah. Um, This is a very controversial season in many ways, but like there are many episodes where we will love it and you guys will hate it or we will hate it and you guys will love it. Um, And, and all, all in between. Right. So it will be really interesting to see what anybody else has to say about this. Uh, If you want to do that though, you can find us. You can tweet at us on Twitter at BMG and BMW. You can email us at BMG and BMW at gmail.com. You can join our Facebook group. Just type in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World into the search bar. You'll get approved and then you can chat with us. And I can't wait to talk to everyone on Monday because I miss everyone so much. Yeah. Last week was sad. Although Channing did say he wasn't sure how he was going to listen to the episode this week. So we saved him. Yeah. By not doing one. We are so helpful. Yeah. We're good. We're good at stuff or something. Yeah. Uh, anyway. We knew just like we had this feeling he wasn't going to be able to watch the episode. So we went ahead and just canceled. Yeah. We were like, our life is actually not stressful at all right now. Feeling super stressed. Don't know why. It's just in the air. It must be Channing's. We feel that Channing <laughs> is, is busy. And then we... And we're like, all right, let's cancel. Yep. And then I was like, okay, I'll post about it. And then two days later, I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 7, Episode 14. Do good. Class dismissed.